get my shoes and out the door. Five, I'm alive, six, seven, eight, feeling great. Hello, BYWG Tribe. This is Dr. Noah. Here is a quick peek at our supplement, product, and book of the month for May 2020. At the end of the podcast, I'll spend a few minutes going into further detail, so we encourage you to listen to the end. The supplement of the month for May is our Deep Sleep Assist. The 10% discount code for the month of May is SLEEP10. That's all lowercase. It's case-sensitive. It's S-L-E-E-P-10. Our book of the month is High Fiber Keto, a 22-day science-based plan to fix your metabolism, lose weight, and balance your hormones. Our product, Company of the Month, is Pretty Frank, formerly called Primal Pit Paste. 100% natural ingredients, zero cosmetic BS. All the links, discount codes, and special offers for the product, supplement, and book will be listed in the show notes and iTunes, posted on social media, in our weekly newsletter, and on our website at www.beyondyourwildestgenes.com at the Listen Now tab. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Noah DeCoy, your co-host. I have the distinct honor to invite for the fourth time to the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast, my friend, Dr. Alvin Dannenberg, you know, I want to say Julianne Carnes has been on four times. Um, I know Dr. Will Cole's been on three and Dr. Kendra Becker's been on three, uh, but you're in an extremely rarefied air. Um, So I want to encourage encourage everybody to go back and listen uh, to the different podcasts I did with with Dr. Al. The first one was kind of like – us getting to know each other, an introduction on who he is and his periodontic work and his dentistry work. Second one, we introduced uh, his book, you know, Crazy Good Living. Then the third one, we discussed his, his ongoing unconventional journey battling multiple lia- uh, multiple myeloma. But before we go there in his fourth stage, in his fourth interview, let me do his uh, – bio. Dr. Al is a periodontist and was in private practice for 44 years. He incorporated ancestral nutrition and lifestyle with his leading-edge laser protocol to treat periodontal disease. In September 2018, he retired from practice of treating individual patients. However, he still consults with patients by phone, Skype, Zoom regarding nutrition, lifestyle, oral, overall health, and the importance of a healthy gut. Dr. Al received training in evolutionary nutrition from the Krupalo Center for... Uh, yoga and Health, as well as the Center for Mind-Body Medicine. In June 2014, he received his Certified Functional Medicine Practitioner designation, as well as his certification as a Certified Primal Health Coach, and that's where we met. In 2015, Dr. Dannenberg was appointed to the faculty of the College of Integrative Medicine and created the College's Integrative Periodontal Teaching. Man, you're a busy man. <laughs> then in 2017, <laughs> he earned a designation of Adapt Trained Health Professional from the Cresser Institute. In fact, uh, Dr. Mike, my, my partner, um, uh, and, and Dr. Al, I believe are the only two people that I know of that have the ADAPT uh, training from Cresser and the, the Primal Health Coach certification. Uh, in, Ju- in July 2017, Electric Press, Electric Press released Dr. Dannenberg's book, Crazy Good Living, which is based on ancestral nutrition and lifestyle. On April 14, 2020, Dr. Dannenberg was appointed to the chair of Pedagogical Committee for the IABDM. He also created a certification program for the biologic, nutrition, dental professionals offered by the IABDM. And you could always reach uh, Dr. Dannenberg at his website at drdannenberg.com. I have to say one thing before we start. The last time Uh-oh. I talked to you personally, uh, and I'm gonna get a little. I'm gonna get a little emotional. I was in Trader Joe's. It was before this pandemic. It was four or five months ago. You were in hospice, and I was certain this was the uh, last time I was gonna speak to you. Certain. Yeah. And yeah. My God, yeah. Uh, things have changed. So tell us the good news, Doc. We need to hear this. Well, wait a minute. Let me tell you the bad news because when you just referred to hospice, it was the, the, the. The low of my life, um, obviously, yeah. hospice, hospice actually equates to death. So um, I'll just give you an idea of what actually happened um, when I was in hospice. So, you know, I have this um, incurable bone marrow cancer diagnosed in 2018, did, uh, did not do chemotherapy, went to unconventional protocols, doing quite well, 
tweaked my protocols significantly all along from 2018 until today, actually. And so I had this very severe um, array of lytic lesions throughout my bone structure, like a, a like a person that would have severe osteoporosis. Basically, my bones were fragile; they couldn't support my weight well. I knew that, but I didn't realize what that meant. So, in let's say I think it was at the end of um, August of 2019, I was standing in my bathroom brushing and flossing my teeth because I kind of know how to do that. Uh, so I actually. My feet were planted on the floor. I twisted a little to the left to throw my dental floss into the trash can. Now, I did not realize my right foot was planted. I twisted maybe 90 degrees. Immediately, instantly, my right femur snapped in half. I crashed to the floor. I broke a couple ribs and broke my humerus in half in an instant. I mean, my life changed in an instant. I knew that I had this disease. I knew that it was incurable. I knew that my original prognosis in September 2018 was three to six months to live. And here I am living beyond that prognosis. And I collapsed to the floor in excruciating pain times 10. I mean, I, I can't even explain the pain I was in. Um, I was rushed to the hospital. <clears throat> they had to repair my right femur where I would bleed to death because it was affecting the, the femoral nerve, I mean the femoral artery, and I was ready to die, and I wanted to die. I knew that this was the end, and once they fixed my leg, I went into a hospice hospital, prepared to die. I had been significantly drugged with narcotics, and... That's what, where I would have been to die. And within a week or so, Hurricane Dorian was affecting the Charleston, South Carolina area to the point where the hospice hospital was ordered to evacuate. They had no place to send me. My wife, who's a nurse, um, uh, rushed to find a hospital bed, rented a hospital so that when they transported me to the house, I had a hospital bed. Um, the hurricane hit. We had no power for 23 hours. I'm immobilized. The electric bed is electric. I mean, the hospital bed is electric, so it couldn't move. There was no air conditioning. There was no TV. There was no telephone. It was 90-plus degrees outside. I was amazingly miserable in addition to everything else that was going on, and I was ready to die, and I maintained being in hospice in the house. But within a couple of weeks, I started to rally, and my wife forced me with tough love and everything to, to get my head together and get back to what I was doing originally, and she got a physical therapist into the house, and he started to work with me, and, that, and, and this now is, is in uh, the end of September, early October, and I am rallying, and, and I'm getting out of bed, I'm starting to walk. I'm start, starting my protocols back again, and I completely turned course. I revoked hospice and went to my oncologist and started to do more things, and here I am, ex exceptionally healthy. So we, we tweaked a few things. He actually found a new drug that was an immunotherapy medication, so not chemotherapy, that was recently approved for multiple myeloma in latter stages. And so we, I started that, and I incorporated that with my unconventional therapy, and things were going very well. And in um, May of this year, we're talking about of what was happening with my cancer cells throughout my body. Of course, he's been doing blood tests and, and cancer blood work every three or four weeks. So, But th there was no real evaluation of the cells, cancer cells in my body. And there is a good test for that, and that's called a PET scan. And, you know, that's a CT scan that injects radioactive glucose into a vein so that the cancer cells would just gobble up glucose when they eat this radioactive glucose, it kind of lights up on the x-ray machines and they take the pictures show where the cancer cells are. So on May 8th or whatever it was, I, I do the test. That Friday night, 
my oncologist, who's an awesome guy, conventional oncologist, but he just works with me with this unconventional stuff all the time. He calls me. I can tell he's smiling on the phone. He says, Al, get your, your wife on speakerphone. So certainly I do that. And he reads the report of the PET scan. And I have him repeat it several times because I wanted to make sure I did not misunderstand him. And he said that there are no active cancer cells throughout my entire body. Now, we're talking about full-bodied PET scan. I was dumbfounded in a positive way. I mean, I have been doing what I've been doing for 21 months. I've been through hell. I mean, hell. And here I am recovering. Now, I can't say that I am in remission or I've cured this disease yet because there are some of my... um, cancer chem, uh, blood work that is showing high protein levels of this um, decaying or dying plasmas, malignant plasma cells. So I don't know where I am with that yet. So that'll happen. It'll be retested in four weeks or eight weeks or something like that. It probably takes a while for my immune system to kind of gobble it up and get it out of there. But just the fact that there are no active cancer cells in my entire body, which by the way, I had PET scans in September 2018 around my diagnosis and and June of last year, June of 2019, that showed significant active cancer cells. But now I'm basically cancer free. Wow. That's my story. And I'm going to stick with it. Uh, What is your what is your bone structure like now? Here I'm 73 years old, right? Yes. (laughs) Now, Al, what's your bone structure like? Fragile. That's the big problem. I'm fragile. um, So the holes are there, but there's no active cell, cancer cells that are eating into the tissues. So, um, you know, the, the, the bone breaks down because of an osteoclastic activity. It's not necessarily the cancer cells that are eating the bones. You know, I, I, I misspoke when I said that. So whatever is activating that now, I, I am on two immunotherapy uh, drugs. Um, both of them are human-based monoclonal antibodies. One is called Darzalex that attacks a specific protein on the malignant plasma cell that causes it to either kill itself by apoptosis or stimulates macrophages in the immune system to kind of gobble the cells up. And then I'm on Exgeva, which is not a regular bisphosphonate, which I don't like. Um, it actually is metabolized, but it doesn't, it doesn't get metabolized in the kidneys. And it actually attacks some of the cellular structure that is breaking down my bone that is rather specific. So those two things obviously are helping me. I I certainly am not going to say my unconventional protocols got me cured, and I am not going to say just the immunotherapy got me cured and the unconventional protocols had nothing to do with it because I was doing relatively well, except for my pathological fractures, with everything with my unconventional cancer protocols. But I think I'm doing so much to improve my diet, which is amazingly healthy, my gut, which is amazingly healthy, which is critical, as you know, for your immune system. And then I support my immune system on top of that. I use pulse electromagnetic field therapy, which, as you know, supports the millivoltage between the inside and the outside of cells, allowing for ion transport, especially calcium channeling and ATP production from the mitochondria, all of this stuff is so significant to heal chronic disease, which cancer is chronic disease. So I'm thinking I'm doing quite a bit, like like a shotgun therapy, but I'm doing quite a bit, and um, I'm very tickled. I think one of, if not the most important message here is is the the combination of your unconventional treatment and the conventional treatment because there's there's room for that it's uh, there's a lot of room for that there's an enormous room for that uh, you know traditional oncologists think one way um, 
the functional medicine doctors think the one way, but there's got to be some sort of middle ground where they can come together, and you are the perfect case study for that, or have been, I should say. Two, two things, two things. Um, one is a statement, one is a question. Two things. The first statement is there was an article that was published. I can't remember the article, but I do have it in my cadre of articles. Um, w- one um, article maybe a year ago or s- more recently talked about, and it was in an oncology magazine, it was talking about um, the importance of the gut microbiome to support the beneficial effects of chemotherapy and their other immunotherapy. And that's a critical um, combination of functional and and um, out-of-the-box medicine compared to with conventional oncology today. So I'm thinking that they are getting their heads around it to some extent in some areas of oncology. That's a great, great thing. The other is a question, and you said a case study. I would love to have an oncologist and or a medical doctor that leans towards an awareness of more unconventional treatment but still is conventional to to help me or to write up my case as a case report to get published in a prestigious medical journal. So if you or any of your guys know a oncologist and or medical doctor that has connections with prestigious journals, my oncologist who doesn't do that you know, and I, he's not a writer, but my oncologist has all of my critical clinical studies from day one until now. So it, it, we have access to all that information. And of course, my un, my unconventional protocols, I have access to all that. Um, in addition, we could probably write this up as an interesting but uncontrolled paper. And if you get enough uncontrolled um, anecdotal stories like this, they start to p- become scientific information that someone somewhere along the way, wherever it might be and whenever it might be, can start to do good research. But right now, the research is c- crazy. The clinical, the clinical um, treatment of cancer in a cancer clinic is pathetic. When I go to my cancer clinic, which Two weeks, depending on what I'm doing, and I go into the infusion clinic, and I this is where the patients are infused with chemotherapy and all kinds of things, but they're all cancer patients. Um, the nurses are offering chocolate chip cookies to the patients that are sitting there with infusion, you know, IVs in their arms, getting these cancer drugs. There is a disconnect about the importance of diet and eating sugar and curing cancer. That has to be changed. Yeah, I, I agree. I, of course. I, I know you've been on his podcast. I know you've been trained by him. Um, the first person that comes to mind for me to help you, do you, you think Chris Cresser would know anybody that could help you? He's got to know somebody. Uh, interestingly, Chris is interviewing you, me next week for his podcast. Okay. So good. I will bring that question up. Um, Chris and I have conversations constantly by email. I haven't talked to him recently for quite a long time, but um, that to kind of pick his brain and see who he knows that might want to do something like this. Yeah. I mean, I I think that, that it's worthy because I'm I'm really an N equals one. There's no one that is doing what I'm doing. My oncologist tells me that there is nobody that he is treating that is in tune with their diet and microbiome and their immune system that is on any um, cancer medication like me. So I think I'm getting kind of a unique result here, but I think if you identify these epigenetic factors and you control for them, the cancer treatment results, even if you're only looking at conventional oncology, would be significantly improved. Now, you mentioned along the way you've tinkered with your protocols, your diet, your supplements, adding yes. things, taking things away. Um, are, are you still on a carnivore diet? Slash autoimmune diet when I was diagnosed. 
Uh, I mean, I, I got, I was on a paleo diet, turned it into a paleo autoimmune diet when I was diagnosed in September 2018. January 1st, 2000, uh, 2020, I went 100% carnivore, which is fantastic. Um, I've lost a little bit more weight. I didn't need to lose any more weight. I've lost a little bit more weight. Um, uh, when I look at my um, fat and to muscle ratios, I basically am losing some fat, certainly not no loss of muscle mass. So that's re really good. Good energy until maybe 7 o'clock at night, and then I kind of crash. I'm ready to go to bed. Um, certainly by 8 o'clock, I can be snoring at even sitting up. So other than that, I have good energy. And I also get around. So I exercise in the house. I do modified squats. I do modified push-ups. I walk outside for a mile every day or every other day. So I'm doing things to get my body back into shape. And um, uh, the carnivore diet, I think, is a, is a huge, huge factor because I am in ketosis for the majority of the time. Ketosis is helpful. diet is an outstanding eliminating diet and by eliminating plants I am com completely eliminating anti-nutrients that can damage my gut epithelial layer which could cause a leakage and once I get leakage it would cause um, uh, metabolic endotoxemia and that certainly is not good for cancer so the lectins and the oxalates in plants are pretty damaging and, and we really don't want that in our, um, in our bodies. So by eliminating plants and only eating meat, fat, organs, and collagenous material, all from healthy grown animals, I get all the nutrients I need with none of the anti-nutrients and can stay in ketosis, which is important for me. Are, are, yeah, I'm, I'm just about finished with Dr. Saladino's um Carnivore Code. Carnivore Code. Yeah, great book. Great book. Detailed. Yeah, detailed. What? What? Um, what? Are you doing any dairy in your in your in your protocol or no? Um, so I don't use dairy as like cheese or or milk or that product, but I do do heavy whipping cream. Okay. Um, so you know, there's very very little protein or carbohydrates and heavy whipping cream is basically almost 100% fat. So I do do that. I like it. I have no lactose intolerance. So um, I love cream and coffee. So I do that. Actually, my coffee is quite interesting because when I make it in the morning, I use some homemade key. I put um, um, the uh, um, cre heavy cream in it. But I also put a couple tablespoons of um, collagen peptides and just mix it up as a drink and it's quite delicious. And I, I want that collagen peptides for the, for the variety of amino acids that you can't get from meat. And of course, I do do um, a lot of fat and a lot of organ meats and I get desiccated organ meats also just to make sure I have all the nutrients from organs and um, the collagenous parts. So, so I think I'm I'm getting a really good array of nutrients that I need in my. How how it's, this is a difficult product. this is a difficult question to ask. How how much do you contribute the switch to the carnivore diet to your improvement? Yeah, so it's impossible to tell because I've been doing everything concurrently. But I can tell you what I have that I've noticed um, with the carnivore diet, and that's the energy level, significant, and another loss of maybe three or four pounds. So I didn't need to lose any more weight, but I lost, I believe, fat weight because my my um, muscle mass is staying the same based on the, the scale that I use. So I'm assuming it's relatively accurate, at least relatively accurate. Um, so I can tell you that. My blood chemistries have stayed relatively very, very good. So I haven't seen a difference in my blood chemistries from before carnivore diet to after carnivore diet. And now I've been on the carnivore diet from January 1st until now, which is May 14th. So, um, you know, four and a half months. Um, 
I'm not sure if, if I'm seeing significant clinical results, but I but I am feeling well, very very well, good energy. Now you've written extensively about the microbiome, the oral biome. Uh, you, you know, you know, you're a dentist. You know, it's one of your signature discussion points. Your thoughts on the carnivore diet and the microbiome, because because that's that's sometimes people would like to knock the carnivore off its pedestal with saying that you're not getting the array of fibers to feed your microbiome. What what have you uncovered during this time or your thoughts about that? Okay, this is a great point. I'm really happy that you brought that up. So um, there was a paper that was published a year or so ago that that shows how the gut microbiome will ferment amino acids into the same short-chain fatty acids that it does when it ferments fiber. And that's phenomenal. And this article has a chart that I can send you. I can send you the whole article and the chart, which is so interesting. It shows each of the different types of um, 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 bacteria in the gut and how it reacts to each specific amino acid that's available to it to produce the other specific short-chain fatty acids. So I, I think that's um, new information, new science. I know that um, uh, Paul Saladino talks about that extensively in his book, but this actually his book was published, I think, before this article came out, but it is interesting and fascinating. So Fiber has its benefit. There is no question. But our bodies are resilient and adaptive. Um, there was another paper that was published a couple years ago that shows when individuals, when we're talking about humans, when they are eating a plant-based diet and they switch to an animal-based diet, their gut microbiome switches within 24 hours to the new type of food. And when you switch back from an animal-based diet to a plant-based diet, the microbiome in the gut again switches back. So it it moves back and forth as is necessary. The the bacteria are not killed or 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 in dormant stages. It's just that some of the bacteria that are more prolific in an animal-based diet get less um, prolific, and other ones grow more when they switch to the uh, an animal-based and plant-based diet back and forth. So uh, to answer your question, um, a carnivore diet which restricts fiber does not affect in a negative way the microbiome in the gut. There's, there's research that shows that collagen can be used by, the, by your gut bacteria as well, correct? In my way of thinking, I believe so, and I think this article talks about that. But um, – uh, obviously, this collagen is going to be breaking breaking down to individual amino acids. Right. That's going to be effect, affected and fermented by the bacteria. So I would say 100%. You're correct. Cool. It's it's um, uh, man. There's so it's so it. You know, all of our interviews they just kind of they run perfectly to get it's amazing that this the where we end up where we're here today. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, so where do you? Now you mentioned kind of where you want to go. You want to, you want someone to write this up as a as a as an n equals one case study. Um, but what what are your other thoughts? Like where where do you see yourself? What what do you want to do? Where do you see your health? Like what's what are some of your goals and objectives? Like what 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 are your thoughts running through your head? Well, first of all, I want to get the word out. I who is an old man and thought. He was going to be dead by December 2018, is alive and kicking and feeling amazingly well. And I want to get people to understand there's so many people, you know, when people are stru um, struck with a chronic disease, they're kind of confused. They don't know what to do. They go to their docs and they, and, and they give them a, an array of medications and they do it. Um, and then if they're, 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 they're unfortunate enough to have a, a diagnosis of cancer, they're even more scared. They don't know what to do. They don't even know who to see. Um, if you try to look for information on the Internet, it's on 
either side of the pendulum. So you really don't know what to, to believe. There are people that say to cure cancer, you have to have a plant-based diet. And then there are people that say to cure cancer, it has to be an animal-based diet. Of course, I'm leaning towards the animal-based from the science I've read. But you, an average person doesn't know. What an average person needs to do is to understand there are various ways to treat your chronic disease and certainly your cancer. And if you go to a doctor, an oncologist, who is only telling you this way or, or the highway, find other people to get other opinions from. You can do research on the internet to get names. You can certainly do research on PubMed, um, uh, you know, PubMed.gov, which is a, a receptacle for all kinds of abstracts throughout the world on medical breakthroughs and find out what is being done. You don't want to do just anecdotal stuff. You know, if this guy says XYZ chemical is going to solve your cancer, buy it for $150 a month, I, I would I would shy away from that. But looking at research that suggests different methods that work, you need to do that research, get the questions in your head that you need to ask other healthcare professionals, and then put together a protocol that makes sense. I offer my protocol, which, by the way, my caveat is it's my protocol. I'm using it to heal my health. It's not being used by me to heal and cure my cancer. I do think it's helping my body to improve my immune system, which is essential for anybody to, to get healthy. And because I'm helping my body heal naturally, maybe it is working towards my cancer. I believe it is. But I'm not going to tell anybody that this is going to solve their cancer issues. But I offer and give out my my series of cancer protocols that I'm doing today to anybody for, you know, I, I mean, I don't charge for it. I just send my PDF to anybody that wants it. I want to get the word out. So I want to lecture. I want to write. I want to do things like this. And of course, I'm doing things with um, the gut and the oral microbiome. I'm working with the International uh, Academy of um, Biological Dentistry and Medicine. I've created a course that is certified by them that is a unique certification that's not been done ever, and it's called Certified Biological Nutritional Dental Professional. It's offered, will be offered um, in a week or two to all dentists, all um, dental hygienists and, and any dental staff member that wants to get this certification. And they're also offering eight CE credits along with the whole thing, which is a critical and important thing. I just want to get the word out that we are control in control of our body if we understand we have to improve our immune system. And that means a healthy diet, a healthy gut microbiome, certain things to do in addition to the immune system, um, supporting the, the metabolism of your bone and, and also the metabolism health of the mitochondria in your body that are so critical for all functions of disease in your, or, or health in your body. Dr. Al, one of the, my favorite book that I read last year, without a doubt, was Cancer and the New Biology of Water. Did you read that book, Dr. Thomas Cowan's book? No, I have not read that book. Um, no, I, I, I don't. You, you know who Dr. Thomas Cowan is, right? Or no? Are you familiar with? That? Yes, I know the name. Yes, I mean his his three books uh, on 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 vaccination, on heart disease, and, and cancer. They're unbelievable books. I just think uh, just because you're such a I haven't had his books. I need to do that. I need I need to go on. Um, Amazon get those three books. I, I think just because the way you think and your knowledge base, I think you would really appreciate uh, those books and thoughts for sure. I think uh, I was curious on your thoughts, but fascinating books. Um, what are your thoughts about them? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, he talks a lot about the mitochondria and he talks a lot about the cell and the water in the cell and the fourth stage of water and Dr. Uh, Gerald Pollack's work in the cancer book, you know, fascinating. And then he talks about, about the heart that the heart not being a pump and, and really how the heart actually really functions by, by fluid dynamics. I mean, it's just beyond. And when you read it, you know, at first you think, how could the heart not be a pump? And you think that that's a ridiculous statement, but then when you see it all laid out and explained, you understand exactly where it's coming from and what he means. Uh, it's, so it's, it's fascinating. And, 
Um, the vaccine issue is too touchy of a topic, but that's a really that's a really great book. <laughs> that's a really let great me book let me too. let me just you know you just brought up the the concept of vaccines. Let me just tell you my personal story um, with uh, vaccines. So three months or so ago, just pr- prior to the COVID issues here in in um, my area, uh, I went to my oncologist in my in the cancer clinic and he and his physician's assistant come into the room. They're wearing masks. They're, they're sneezing, they're drooling, you know, they're coughing. They tell me, you know, they have a severe case of the flu, but they need to be there. They have their masks on. He indicated that more than half of the staff in the hospital have the flu. By the way, every, every staff member in the hospital is required to have the flu shot. Now, what is the what's what's going on here that everybody had the flu shot and 50 percent have the flu (laughs) so i have my doubts about vaccines and you know you know the concept of a vaccine makes sense if you are exposed to an antigen your body should if you're healthy should be producing antibodies to create a a type of immunity from your um, um, adaptive immune system so that you can survive. Now, if a vaccine were to do that, it makes sense. The problem is there are adjuvants and um, uh, emulsifiers and preservatives in these vaccines that create a variety of health issues. And then the type of antigen is not as natural for the body, and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. That's my problem with vaccines. The concept makes sense. I, it's just that no one is putting together the, a real vaccine. It's it's probably more damaging than good in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I was always aware, just like you, the adjuvant, all that stuff. You know, which which always concerned me, of course, whether it's squalene or mercury or aluminum. But what didn't stick in my brain. Um, was what you just mentioned, and that's what really was explained beautifully in his book. Was you know when you get a vaccine, it only activates the hum- humoral part of your immune system. It doesn't activate the cell mediated part, and and so it's not the same. You know when you get a cold, right. your cell mediated activates first, and then your hum- humoral comes in second, and then when you come exposed again, the hum- humoral comes in and you don't get sick. Well. A vaccine kind of bypassed that first part, so it was it was really interesting. Just kind of opened your eyes, but just the way he thinks, I think, is the most most important thing when reading his books, and that's why I think you'll appreciate his books because of the way he thinks. I, I appreciate you bringing that again to my attention. I need to do that. I like to obviously get educated about anything and everything out there that relate to um, the immune system and chronic disease. Yep. Yep. Now. Uh, you mentioned it. Uh, how are you dealing with, and how is your? Fa- I hope all your, is your family okay with this whole COVID nineteen thing. Yes, are we all good. Yes, yes. Everybody medically is very, very good. Oh, cool. No problems. And what's South Carolina like? Because I'm right outside New York City, and we're we're pretty much still in full lockdown mode. Oh yeah. So you know, South Carolina is one of the f- few states that have just minimal um, cases and deaths. So when I'm looking at the map on the news every day, South Carolina is one of the lightest colors, and then there are darker and darker and darker colors surrounding me. So we're doing far better than Georgia um, and Florida and, and North Carolina. I understand North Carolina is having some real serious problems right now. So fortunately, we're doing well. I am basically indoors. I have no problem going to shop. My wife and I go shopping in the morning on the weekend. We wear masks and we do that. Actually, um, being in the senior citizen realm, um, we can actually get into our grocery stores an hour earlier than the general public. But it's not really busy. It's, it's just not been a problem. And I have not had any issues with any infection. I do have something that I do on a regular basis. Maybe you, you do this also. I have a propolis propolis um, spray that I use in my mouth and throat, if ever I were to get, like in the middle of the night, maybe my mouth would be dry if I'm breathing through my mouth occasionally, or or if I ever get a scratchy throat, I use this propolis spray, and it seems to take effect immediately, and I have no other issues, and I use that three, four times a day. 
Would you? Yeah, you know we're beekeepers, so I have I have access to a lot of. I I I have a lot of profiles. Now, are you are you are you um is is glycerin okay? I love your honey. (laughs) Is glycerin okay for you in in your carnivore diet or no? Because I I could send you my own propolis. I could send you my own propolis spray. I love it. it. It's it's, it's yeah. organic, kosher, non-GMO, glycerin, and propolis. Oh That's yeah, it. it's great. No, no, I have you know anything in its in very small um, quantities is I don't think an issue. But no, I don't I don't have a problem with glycerin. Okay, I'll I'll send as soon as I get the amber jar, I'll it. send you some definitely. All right, so let's wind this down. What what's your what's your daily rhythm right now? Um, what do you mean rhythm is the way I dance it and during the day or what? <laughs> you probably have so am I using a Zumba? Uh, uh, what's, no. <laughs> what's your, what's your basic regimen, yeah. your routine, yeah. uh, your supplement regimen? Not, not, you don't have to get into ultra specifics, but, but you know, you wake yeah. up, like how does your day go? Yeah. So I wake up early. I generally get up in the five thirty or so range and, Interestingly, I make my coffee, like I just explained, because I love it. Um, I'm not going to eat, although I'm getting protein in that, but I'm not going to eat a meal until maybe 12, 1 o'clock because I'm not that hungry. Uh, so I will – I do write. I, I, I do that on the computer. I do listen to my favorite newscast shows on TV just to you know have something there for me to listen to as I'm writing. Um, my wife who does work, uh, is now working at home. So she's in the kitchen. I'm in the living room. We're kind of working at our own pace. I will, depending on the weather, um, after I have my coffee and if I'm not doing any podcasts or whatever that I have to be prepared for, I'll go outside and walk for about an hour, uh, for about a mile. I do like walking in the morning cause it's cooler and it's refreshing. Even if it's cold, it's more refreshing to me. When I do walk, I take a rollator. If you're familiar with that, it's like a walker, but um, it's more uh, manageable. And it, I I use that just in case I were to get weak or trip or lose my balance because I am at severe risk of having another pathological fracture. And I I could not deal with that. I mean, that would be, I, I obviously would deal with it, but it would be terribly, terribly disruptive in my body. It would break another bone. I have broken so many bones in my body. I don't want to do it again. So I do walk with a rollator, come back home. I don't use a rollator any other time during the day or in the house or even when I go out, I don't use a rollator. But when I'm walking by myself, I use that. And then I'll come back. Um, depending on what day it is, I do my, my push-ups and, um, squats, but I do that maybe every other day or something like that. I have a set of stairs that go from here, from my living room to the room over the garage. I will occasionally walk up and down the stairs a couple times. That's good exercise for me. So I do that. It's a little tough. Uh, I do have pain in my legs. I have pain all the time, but it's the, the a level that I deal with and I don't have to take any, um, ibuprofen or certainly no prescription dr- drugs for that um, unless it's really severe. And if that's the case, it's maybe once every week or every other week. Um, and then I watch some TV. Um, sometimes my wife and I will talk and argue back and forth. That's kind of fun. Um, and then the day kind of rolls around. I do have um, people that I do talk to. I do consults on on. Um, by Skype or Zoom. So I have that interspersed um, different days of the week, which is a lot of fun for me. And, um, you know, people like you want to interview me, and I love it. So here I am. That's, that's great. Now, you, you release a new blog, what, every every Monday? Is that is that the Yeah, generally now? I write every Monday. Yeah, generally I write and post it every Monday early, like 6 a.m. Um, rarely do I skip it unless I just can't get my head around writing something but generally i've been doing it every week for a long time where is it, four or where, five years where is that posted so it is on my website it's drdannenberg.com it's d-r-d-a-n-e-n-b-e-r-g.com and obviously on the navigation bar you'll just click on blogs and it'll pop all all my blogs right there there is a search um element that you could just 
type a, an interesting phrase if you're looking for a specific type topic. But um, my current um, blogs and all the other ones are listed um, chronologically. And what's the best way? Is that the best way for people to get in touch with you through your website? Yeah. Yes, because there is a contact tab. You can um, uh, click on the contact tab. Whatever you type in goes to a personal email service, and then I respond to everybody. I know you do. Is there, any, is there anything else that I missed? Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Is there anything you could think about? No, I, I just – if anybody is interested, I will certainly um, graciously send my um, PDF of my uh, current cancer protocols, which I, I, I would not really call them cancer protocols. It's just my protocols to, to make my body as healthy as I can. And my basic topics would be um, the diet and the gut and the immune system, m- bone metabolism, mitochondria, exercise – um, th- those are the major aspects that I get into in my protocols. Could could you send me the PDF? I I have a patient that's uh-huh. a, young, a young patient. Absolutely. Yeah, I have a young patient Absolutely. that's dealing with a a form of myeloma. She, young, um, and she's doing uh-huh. quite well. Yeah. But I would like I would like her to have your protocol. At least you know something for her to look at for sure. Absolutely, and I, I you know. I think that's important to integrate it, not just say, I, I, I just want to do the diet or I just want to take care of my gut, although they're very important. I think mitochondrial support is important, and I, and I think people need to get educated about pulse electromagnetic field therapy. Actually, pulse electromagnetic field therapy using the right machines um, actually will offset the damage from dirty electromagnetic fields and probably 5G interferences with cellular um, function. So what, what's nice about if you use the, a pulse electromagnetic field full body mat and ones that are actually um, producing natural frequencies of the body, not artificially created frequencies that are kind of spiky and, and uh, you do that every day, it will literally offset and, and negate the damage that's being done. I know it's, you know, one on one off type of thing, but the fact that you can um, mitigate the damage that you receive daily uh, is, is makes complete sense to me. And improving your mitochondria just improve the potential to heal your body. There, the um, you know you're exposed to radiation, electromagnetic field radiation, no matter where you are in this world. Certainly in the westernized world, I don't believe believe and and a lot of people will. Uh, find fault with my statement, but I don't believe getting involved with insulating the house and insulating this and insulating that and even wearing special clothing makes a lot of sense because as soon as you walk out the door, you're going to be exposed. And if you just open your computer and look at all the Wi-Fi frequencies that you can choose, including your own Wi-Fi frequency, there are frequencies from everybody in the neighborhood. I, I mean, be realistic. Fight the fights that you can fight, but you know if you can offset the damage from all these electromagnetic fields that are affecting your DNA and your and your mitochondria and cellular structures by using this mat a couple times a day, it it makes sense. So it's just like eating healthy food. You're just making your cells healthy by doing something like that. So that's part of my protocols, and I think it's an important integrated. Um, aspect. What what I, I I use I use the Juve, uh, which is red light therapy, and near which is different. But uh, you know my next it's definitely pur- different. Yeah, d- way different. But I find great benefit in that. But one of my my next purchases is definitely a mat. Which which PEMF mat do you use? So I am using. There is an importer in the United States located in um, Boynton Beach, Florida, called Pure Wave Now. They import the QRS um, um, PEMF system from Germany, which has significant um, research over the last 20 years, and they have patents on a lot of the things that other PEMF companies say they have, but this company has the patents, which is kind of interesting. And you could go to their German um, website to get all that information. And then the the local website of uh, Pure Wave now in the United States to purchase that particular QRS system. When I send you my P 
PDF. I'll send you the links to the German website of QRS as well as the local website where they actually import the German um, uh, PEMF mats. And they're, and they're, they're not, all comparable. Right? They're, they're, not, they're not overly expensive either, right? No. Well, it depends. I mean, they're, they're pricey. But, but the fact that they do what they do, it's not expensive. Right. Their, their mat is $4,000. Okay. All right. So, yeah, it's a little more than I thought, but not, not, not out of reach. Not out of reach for sure. It's not a reach if you think about what you're doing on a daily basis, and these things seemingly seemingly last forever. I've had this for three or four years. It's never been a problem. Um, but the company that does import it in the United States offers a warranty and service and really phenomenal customer support. So it, it's a pretty good – I think it's a pretty good mat to work with. Cool, cool. All right, Doc. Thank you. I I fully anticipate you being on for a fifth time. I I <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you this. So it is so much fun talking with you. First of all, you're a fantastic interviewer, so that's really good. And you are upbeat. And I know the things that you do in your own practice, which are actually you know mind-boggling, because you're right out there getting the word out of with all kinds of disciplines in the alternative field. And I don't like the word alternative because it's just medicine that hasn't been accepted yet. It's not alternative. It's just not recognized by conventional medicine. What you're doing is really pure and basic and con- and should be conventional. It's not alternative, meaning it's not as good as conventional. That's, that's not the case at all. Well, thank, thank you, my friend. And, uh, let, uh, we're going to get this out soon, probably on a Saturday, okay. soon. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but we'll be in contact. Thanks again, man. I really Great. appreciate it. Great. Just send everything. me a link. I will. I'll send everything to you also. Be good. You too. And healthy. My name is Dr. Noah DeCore, your co-host, and you're listening to the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast. If you like what you've heard today, please share this with your friends and family. Thank you. And as my oldest son, Hayden, says, be awesome and never unawesome. It's Dr. Noah, and I'm back. I suspect you loved listening to this week's podcast release. Our book of the month is High Fiber Keto, a 22-day science-based plan to fix your metabolism, lose weight, and balance your hormones by Naomi Wittell. You can listen to my interview with Naomi at the Beyond Your Wildest Genes podcast archives date April 20th, 2020, just a few weeks ago. The link to purchase will be in all our emails, social media, and in the show notes. Our product of the month is Pretty Frank, formerly called Primal Pit Paste. Pretty Frank is committed to making safe, high-quality, and earth-friendly products without compromise. Their line consists of deodorant, body care, oral care, and skin care products. One of their taglines is 100% natural ingredients, zero BS. No aluminum, no parabens, no harsh chemicals. Very timely, they just released a brand new hand purifier as well, scented with eucalyptus and lavender essential oils. Our supplement of the month is BYWG's Deep Sleep Assist. Deep Sleep Assist is a specialized combination of scientifically backed herbs, minerals, adaptogens, and amino acids that help you get to sleep, stay asleep, and achieve deeper levels of sleep so you wake rested and renewed. The May 4th podcast release will be a deeper dive into this unique effective sleep aid. The 10% discount code for the month of May is SLEEP10. That's lowercase S-L-E-E-P-10, whether you order online or pick up at the office. If you have any questions or comments, please never hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you for your time, and be awesome and never unawesome.